there. Welcome to another episode of the Autism Everyday Podcast. We are your hosts, Swati and Geeta. Welcome back. So before we go any further, I'd like to tell you a little bit about who we are and what we do. Swati and I run WeCan, an ABA center for children with autism. We also run ProAct, our acceptance and commitment therapy clinic. We are the co-hosts of the super awesome podcast and more recently co-authors of the book, A World of Difference. If you haven't um, already, you know, gotten it, your copy, gotten your copy or read it, do go check it out on Amazon now shipping globally. And if you haven't already gifted a copy to someone else, I'm yes. going to add that because yes. we're so excited to hear that some of y'all have been gifting copies to people who, you know, could benefit from reading the books. So that's really, really awesome. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the top five things you can and maybe you should ask your BCPA. Huh, that's, <laughs> that's new, right? That's new, right? Okay, top question. How do goals get picked? It's a fabulous question to begin with and something we don't find a lot of parents asking us. So here's a little background on how we pick goals. We take a look at the baseline of your child's skill set. We assess his communication needs and how they are currently being met. We also take a look at his motor skills and in turn his life skills and see if they are developmentally within a particular range. And based on this baseline that we collect, we begin intervention. We draw a plan that builds a solid foundation and actually you know, enables you to construct on that foundation. Mm, mm, yeah. So now the core deficits are of autism are always kept in mind when we're picking goals. And then, of course, the family's needs. Most, most critical, right? Most critical. Mm. So if a family comes to us and says, I want my child to go to play school in a year, you know, we will keep that in mind when we decide on social goals and group goals for the child. So really what I'm trying to say here is that we take into account, I mean, the most important thing that we look at after the child's immediate needs is what the family really wants yeah every family is different every family's needs are different and it often um, many many times parents say how would how would I know Mm. you are the professionals you know best but the truth is there is no standard curriculum or syllabus here we are talking about every every individual and every individual family right so true. So it's, it's really not curriculum based, although it can be once they are ready yeah. to enter into a curriculum where we have peak, which, you know, guides us as to what we pick for the child. But really, it's more about what is developmentally required for the child and what the child wants and in turn what the family wants. Yeah, absolutely. So question number two, if I have a question and of course I will right, mm-hmm. as a parent, how do I get in touch with my BCBA? Um, this is a, a kind of unspoken area. And yes, as BCBAs, we do want you to stay in touch with us. In fact, we make every effort to ensure that you stay in touch with us. Uh, we want to answer all your questions. And if you know us, then you'll know that emailing us is the number one way to get your questions solved. Uh, it, it's, it's always um, a toss-up, right? There are some yeah. families who are constantly emailing us yeah. and there are some others who 
we email and and follow we constantly <laughs> email yeah yeah right so always ask your bcba if there is a number they would want to be reached at or if they prefer emails and if you happen to have their personal number on you try not to reach out on that remember they have a life and calling them non stop is the top way to get them to bump you off their case <laughs> <laughs> we're just kidding no. okay we're just kidding yeah, really. yeah, really kidding but but i think yeah i think what you're trying to say is and it makes a lot of sense like doctors and other professionals if it's between 9 and 5 that's great you know reach us at that number that we've given you and email away email at all times all times yes and we do answer our emails sometimes too fast <laughs> i i think we need to kind of we need to up. slow down you need i agree <laughs> okay next question so what happens if services stop now this is a really interesting question because unlike in the us where you know many times we've spoken to people who've said oh i just got bumped off this bcba's caseload and i'm on to a new bcba that doesn't happen in india because services here usually stop when the parents decide that they don't want services anymore yeah yeah and uh, we haven't you know come across a situation where we had to terminate services thank god yeah. um so it's pretty straightforward if if you want to stop services the families are called in for a meeting the path forward is chalked out and you know if if your child no longer receives required services then of course the bcba will be happy to make the transition into the next space that they're going to or sometimes it's another city and yeah heads up we maintain case files for 7 years so you can always reach out to us for a clarification at a later point on something that happened in the past we've always got you back literally yeah 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 that's true yeah so the uh, question number 4 have you worked with someone who might be like my child before this yes it's it's a very valid question and many many parents um do ask us right and in your experience have you seen a similar child of course essentially what i want to know is what is the trajectory of right development likely to be right so it's a, it's a great question because it allows you to understand if your bcba a has worked with a wide range of kids on the spectrum and b it personally feels very comforting to know that your service provider knows your child's personality and has experience working with someone who may be similar to them and they will tell you if they haven't seen a child like yours before and that helps you provide them with more examples and more information to help them understand your child better disclaimer here remember you always need to provide all of the information and that's so so important <laughs> and that takes us on to our top five question the fifth one anyway how much information is too much information <laughs> yeah it's 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 an important question because sometimes you feel like am i asking you know am i interfering too much yeah yeah but it i don't know if it can feel like that to a parent maybe yeah no so yeah heads up there's no tmi between you and your bcba right so we work for your child and we're here to help you and help your child really so we kind of know everything or we'd like to know everything from your child's current favorite song to his toilet routine it's all part of the process so it's always best to share information if you feel like you're unsure if it's too much information you know then just share it anyway 
So things like a change of school, new classes they've been attending, an argument at home maybe, you know, something different, grandparents coming over. I don't know. Anything that you think might impact them is information that you want to share. Yeah, even a little subtle change in some behavior that you're seeing. Oh, yeah. You want to start observing and letting us know, hey, I saw this. I don't know if it's a cause for concern, but just letting you know. Yeah. Because... It's it's so critical and I think some of the points that you have made there like change of school and new classes while it's it's so important because you do want to know when you start seeing something you know the child saying something or doing something differently you do want to know where this originated from. I agree. I agree. That's so important. It's so important and you don't want to be working at odds with different uh, interventions or different inputs that the child is receiving. It's one child. I agree. That's that's very, you know, that's super challenging because um, yes, a multidisciplinary team is ideal but uh, it's it's really hard getting everybody on the same page. It is. And that begins with sharing information so if your child is going for you know some other class or some other i don't know therapy or you know anything really share that with us you know and that can help your child Uh, also i have to add share the super cool things as well that your child is doing (laughs) because sometimes sometimes you might just get so used to sharing all the things that are not going well yeah that you might forget to share all the cool things that he's doing because we really want to be a part of everything the good bad and ugly Ugly, yeah yeah that's something i i think is something i've spoken many many times to parents about Mm -hmm. that yes we are always here to when you want to you know pick our brains about what's going wrong or what can i do differently why is he not doing this how can i teach this and so on but parents often forget to share hey you know what he said this today or he did this today which was something amazing or something so positive yeah and i keep saying guys we need reinforcement as well (laughs) (laughs) and yeah so so important do share that with us as well yeah yeah so with that we wrap up today's episode and if you have a question or a suggestion you can always dm our social handle on instagram and facebook it's at we challenge autism or you can find your way to our website weekendindia.org and just use the easy to use form and drop us an email see you guys stay safe be well